Welcome to Logical, the UE's first and only regular legal podcast. My name's Tim Elliott. Logical comes to you from the Dubai-based legal firm HPL, Yamalava and Plathka here in JLT, Jamira Lakes Towers. And as always, here's the managing partner, Ludmilla Yamalava. To see you, it is good as ever. Always happy to see you, Tim. This time, we're looking at the new law regarding the executive regulations for the domestic workers law. Now, we've discussed this uh, a number of times, Ludmilla. The new law is dated November 30th, 2022, published in the Official Gazette in December and uh, received, I guess, by your office just in the new year, a couple of weeks ago. You're currently reviewing this new piece of legislation, Ludmilla. You're comparing it to the previous law. Let's look at some of the highlights today. And I want to start with an overview of the domestic workers law. This is federal decree law number nine, 2022, about domestic workers. It amends and replaces previous laws. And the previous law was 2017. That came into effect on December the 15th. We discussed it in Logical back in November. Just briefly the headlines of that law, if you would, to set the context. Well, so the new, the the law, as you said, the the decree law number nine of 2022 regarding domestic workers. Workers replaced the previous law from 2017, uh, and the 2017 law became ultimately of no effect uh, in lieu of this new domestic uh, workers law from 2022. Now, the the, the, the law also mentioned uh, the uh, I guess the subsequent introduction of other executive regulations and decrees to further clarify. Uh, or um, explain certain parts of the main law, so to speak. And this, by the way, is quite typical, not just in, in the UAE, but in other jurisdictions. But you have the main law, and then that main law, law sort of sets out almost like a skeleton or a main framework for a particular legal initiative, and then further decrees or decisions or resolutions uh, are issued to clarify or further define uh, or uh, specify certain aspects of the main law. So that's just kind of how legislation uh, in the UAE in particular is developed and forms and evolves. And so um, we talked when we talked about and we have a specific podcast on the new domestic employee law, and we described uh, its sort of its main benefits and the differences between the old law and the new law. Uh, and for the most part, uh, that the new law clarified a lot more and clarified and and um, perhaps restructured and organized a lot more in terms of rights and benefits of domestic employees versus employers and employers could be could be individual employers or uh, or agencies the previous version of the law was a little more um, sparsed out in terms of uh, whose obligations and rights between the recruitment agencies and employers and domestic employees and there was a lot more emphasis on for example domestic um, uh, or recruitment agencies and what um, rights they had and obligations they had vis-a-vis employers, individual employers. And there's a little less focus, if you will, on the domestic employees or the employees themselves. It's more kind of between the two types of employers. Now, the new law, the new domestic employee law, has became a lot more clear, a lot more defined. So these are domestic employees' rights and benefits, and these are the requirements and obligations of employers, be it recruitment agencies or individual employers, vis-a-vis or towards their domestic employees. So it's a lot more uh, clear and succinct uh, and a lot easier to follow in terms of at least understanding the rights and benefits of of domestic employees. And remember, domestic employees here, we're talking about nannies and um, drivers, uh, 
cooks, chefs, and personal trainers, and so on and so forth. So these are domestic employees that ultimately live or or are hired to take care of families, individual, and personal needs. Uh, so, but the new law, one aspect of the new law that was different from the previous, from the 2017 version, uh, was the end of service. Uh, so, and we've talked about this on this podcast in different segments, is that the the concept of end of service, and that's, it's the UE's version of a pension plan, for example. So, uh, it's, a, it's a very commonly known uh, right and entitlement in the UAE for employees, both in the private sector and uh, public sector. It's called the end of service or gratuity. However, historically, the end of service was, and uh, in, in, in the labor law in general, did not apply to domestic employees. Uh, that was until 2017 when a specific law was introduced for domestic employees. And as a result, as part of that law, there was a specific provision that introduced the concept of end of service uh, for domestic employees. Uh, so uh, as per that law of 2017, technically speaking, all domestic employees were entitled to end of service. And that end of service was about two weeks of salary for every year of service. And it had to be paid out every two years. And that's because most domestic employee contracts were for two years. And so every time you would renew the contract, legally speaking, the employer had to pay the employee or the domestic employee the, the uh, end of service, which was about an extra month of salary. And that's two weeks for every year of service. And that was irrespective of whether that employment relationship was terminated or renewed. Uh, so that's how ultimately the law was structured and we've talked about on the radio on the on this podcast and the radio and then all sorts of other social media updates because it was very obvious that employers were not aware many employers were not aware because this was a new concept they while uh, end of service was a concept that existed for the private sector you know from the very beginning uh, for the domestic employees this was brand new concept and therefore a lot of employers were not aware or uh, willfully not wanting to know. And this is why we talked about this on so many different platforms, just to kind of help educate both the domestic employees and their employers about the, this particular entitlement. So we thought it was a very good, uh, a very good um, sort of introduction and a good benefit. Although I have to tell you, many employers were still not following the law. Now, the new law that replaced the 2017 law mentioned that the end of service uh, will be further defined in subsequent decrees and regulations. Right. Okay. So, so the main law made a reference to the end of service, but unlike the previous version of 2017, which included the main law, that is the previous main law, included a specific provision on end of service, and that was the two weeks for every year of service, and paid out every two years. So the new law kind of did away with that whole provision, but it had a, a, a kind of a skinny down provision just on end of service, uh, stating that end of service will be further detailed in the cabinet resolutions or uh, further executive regulations that will follow shortly. So, so in other words, there was a mention in the um, uh, in the in the new law of the end of service for employees or for domestic workers, but it didn't specify how it was going to be calculated, what it was going to be. So, we sort of assumed and operated on the assumption that it would be the same model as in the previous version, the 2017 version. Anyway, so that was kind of, and I think we even commented. I even commented in our previous podcast that I, I, I anticipate that until the new regulations are issued, that this will be the same uh, two weeks of, of uh, salary for every year of service would remain. 
Now, since then, the the new the this, the cabinet resolution um, has been issued, and that's the cabinet resolution, the resolution number one hundred six of twenty twenty two regarding the executive regulations for the the main law. Uh, and this new resolution or um, cabinet uh, cabinet decision does not actually mention anything about the end of service. So. In other words, it just makes no references, and that's and this was go- going to be the decree or the cabinet resolution that was going to further specify how the end of service was going to be calculated, how it was going to be paid, and so on and so forth. So remember, the main law makes a reference to the end of service, but states that it will be decided and spelled out in this cabinet resolution. Now, the cabinet resolution is now issued, but it it's silent on the end of service. So the summary of this then, I guess the logical conclusion is that the new domestic employee law has done away with the payment of the end of service for domestic employees. In other words, domestic employees are no longer entitled to end of service benefits. That's one interpretation. And um, and I guess, and that's because, remember, because the previous law, the 2017 law that mentioned domestic ser- uh, employee and, and benefits and the, and the end of service benefits for domestic employees is no more. So that was a source of law that we all relied on in arguing for the entitlement of gratuity or end of service of domestic employees. But that law wasn't just purely amended. It was canceled out altogether. Mm. So therefore, we can no longer refer to that law. We can only refer to the 2022 law regarding domestic workers. And that law, while it mentions the word (laughs) end of service, uh, it doesn't really spell out you how it's going to be calculated and whether it's even an entitlement to begin with it just states that it will be further described or, or addressed in the subsequent regulations the subsequent regulation and that is this ministerial resolution 106 um, of 2022 does not mention anything about the end of service so the conclusion i guess there are two types of conclusion one is that well well for the time being let's say if you're a domestic employee and you want to claim end of service there's no more legal authority for you to rely on to assert that entitlement okay uh, so that's basic and therefore the one one conclusion is that the the authorities have done away with the end of service for domestic employees the other potential conclusion is that this uh, that there will be another decree or another resolution in the future that might introduce a specific um, provision for domestic employee end of service uh, benefits but for the time being as things stand right now January 2023 if a domestic employee were to make a claim there's no more authority for them to rely on to make that claim in other words there's no more end of service for domestic employees unless New regulations will be issued later, and if that were the case, then I then we definitely will address it. Okay, and we'll obviously look at that down the road if something does happen. I mean, one of the things here is that there are a number of new penalties, and there's also a new addition. I wanted to ask you about this, and I guess we start with this before the penalties, Miller. But this is uh, the concept of employee consent. What does, what does that mean? Yeah, so basically the new law provides that employers, domestic workers may work at basic at the employer's family of the second degree, but even then um, they, it has to be with the employee's consent. Okay. So in the past, and this was very typical along, for example, in kind of the bigger, the traditional families could be uh, local families or Indian families that sort of they tend to 
have, have more extended family uh, sort of way of living where they live in these kind of compounds and villas. And so they one, let's say one one family would hire a domestic employee and then would ask that the domestic employee to go work for the aunt, for the uncle, for the grandfather, for the grandmother, for, you know, and so on and so forth. And so it was a lot easier kind of the, those, the, 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 the fluidity of that um, of that domestic employee was a lot more, um, you know, was more common like that. So, but as, as per this new law now, it's not for the, so, so you can only basically now allow your domestic employee to go work for the, the second degree relative. And that's, you know, not, not to the uncles and aunts, but rather it could be like, let's say your parents or your children. Uh, and uh, that's, that's the kind of the, the more limited extent of this kind of familial, uh, uh, fluidity uh, one and then two even then it has to be with the worker's consent so let's say if uh, if i hired a nanny to work for my children i cannot just say assume and tell, send her or go work for my uncle or work for my uh, for my sister-in-law because that is now first of all by law that's that's not a second degree and second of all even then i would have to have even if i wanted her to work for let's say my 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 mother you know or so then i would have to get her consent so i think this is quite quite significant because for a lot of people uh you know they just felt like well they never really knew who their employer was because they'd be sponsored by one employer and then work for nth degree kind of some sort of a remote relative and it was in terms of their legal status it was a lot more um uh, it was m- more complex for them to understand exactly who they had to report to and who they were employed by. Uh, and what about then penalties that have been introduced or, or added to in the new uh, regulations? Yeah, so, and this actually is is one of the um, positive developments, significant, significantly positive developments in this new regulation because it sets out a whole list of sp- uh, penalties uh, that the authority that governs domestic employees, and that's the, the MOHRE, the Ministry of Human Resources and Amortization, can impose on employers. So these are penalties on employers. Yes. Historically, if you recall, there's a lot of... Anytime we talked about, not anytime I'm making obviously a huge generalization, but often when we talk about employee, uh, domestic employees, there's always emphasis on what employers can do, how they can punish domestic employees and not at rather uh, domestic employees' rights um, vis-a-vis their employers. So now this new law clear, it just turns that whole dynamic upside down and now is a lot more assertive about what rights employees, domestic employees have vis-a-vis their employers and therefore the punishment or penalties that the, the employers are now subject to in the event they don't follow the law, they violate the law and they're non-compliant with this law. Uh, and so, for example, if and there's a whole list of, of penalties, perhaps this warrants a separate podcast on this on this topic alone, but there's a lot more specific penalties that now Mohre has direct authority to impose on the employers uh, for, for example, not paying their uh, their the domestic employees' salaries timely, or not giving them access to their documents, or not providing them with the right conditions. So there's a specific penalty for each one of these violations, uh, and uh, one and two. Each one of these violations are going to now the Mohre has direct authority to impose on the employers through the the system uh, through which they register employees. So it'll be much easier to impose and enforce the penalty on the employers 
um, than perhaps it was previously the case. In other words, you don't have to go to court to to um, impose these penalties on employers. Uh, it's just Mohre can do it by virtue of its own sort of system through which it registers employees. So I think it's a lot more effective mechanism now to ensure that employers treat their employees, the domestic employees, correctly, and that they pay all their benefits timely. And in the event they don't, there's a much more direct uh, system of enforceability and therefore punishment on, on employers. And that's another episode of Logical, the new law regarding the executive regulations for the domestic workers law in the UAE. There is also a full podcast on the domestic workers law, the new domestic workers law as well. Our legal expert, as ever, Ludmilla Yamalava, manager partner here at Yamalava and Plethka. And as always, thank you. Thank you, Tim. Find us at LY Law, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, wherever you are on social media. We've a huge, ever-growing library, hundreds of podcasts, all free to listen to and covering all kinds of legal matters here in the UAE as well. To have a legal question answered in a future logical episode or to talk to a qualified UAE experienced legal professional, click on contact at lylawyers.com. <laughs>